Emily. Do you know about Lil Street? Lil Street Art Center? That's the one. I do. <laughs> Didn't you used to work there? I did. We should tell people a little bit about yeah, it. Yeah, let me do that. <laughs> Since 1975, Lil Street Art Center has been building a community and space for artists. Art classes at Lil Street are designed for all ages and skill levels. It's a place to create fearlessly in a friendly, supportive environment. Lil Street offers classes, workshops, and summer camps in ceramics, painting, jewelry, printmaking, textiles, photography, and more. Summer camps for kids run now through August 31st, and new classes for adults start the week of July 23rd. Find out more at lilstreet.com. That's L-I-L-L street.com. that we need somebody to keep us on track like in life isn't that what the podcast is for to keep us um, so now we need another podcast to, <laughs> to keep us this on track podcast is not keeping us on track we anymore. need we need an accountability podcast to keep us accountable to our podcast yes. this is an accountability podcast for our life yes this is spiraling out of control yeah is that whole clipboard filled with paper yeah. for this episode yeah you're so prepared. I like clipboards. Also, my grocery list. Oh, get shit done, club. Yeah. Shout out to Cindy Tomzik from. I love these notes. Paper I'm Parasol have to get Press. Soon. Who's in far, far away in California? Yep. Yeah, her shit's so cute. We're not far from Trader Joe's, so I figured I'd walk over after. Oh, all right. Multitask. Multitasking. Um. So this week, uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep the momentum from our super focused last episode about mm-hmm. drop shipping, which Michelle and I have decided is gonna have a follow up episode. We're so angry. We're about pumped it. about it. Pumped in a bad way. I almost couldn't <laughs> sleep all week because I've been angry about <laughs> drop shipping. She's having seriously. All her dreams are filled with um, pyramid diagrams. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we'll definitely. I know that a lot of you who listened to that one also had feelings. So we will definitely do a follow-up episode on some dropshipping. Or are we not following up at all now? I wanted to add, because I re- you know, re-listened to the episode, yeah. and afterwards we did find out that that girl is In selling jail. oil. No, <laughs> <laughs> she is selling She's oil. She's totally she selling oil. She has oils. one of those yeah. oil businesses. Oh, Jesus. Um. Because we joked, we're like, is you she know selling them? She good, is. Good for by her. The way. Good for her. I bet she's making a lot more money than we are. I mean, are. I get how that makes sense. Like, hey, I'm selling this product. Let's Here's make another bag. product says, that goes with that we product. Do that. Let's just start making all of our products podcast themed. You could do that, right? Make little have little mic mic <laughs> charms. No. Headphone charms. That doesn't really go with my brand. It totally good. Just who cares? <laughs> what the, fuck brands. You just get a bunch what? of garbage together. That's what that lady thinks. You think you think her brand is oils? I think it you is. You know what? Oils is my brand. <laughs> also, so I like made Steve listen to that bit because <laughs> I thought it was really funny. And what I did he say? He's like, he, what are, what's no, oils he loved for? It. And actually, I could tell the way he was looking at me. I'm like, oh, he thinks it's funny that I'm making fun of her for oils when there's a whole pile of essential oils next to my bed. <laughs> yeah, but you're not. You're not an Avon lady selling oils. I've just oils. never thought of myself that way, but clearly I use Aww, essential so I, oils. I'm definitely like getting daily. I'm getting you that tote bag. No. I'm going to I'm going to make you I'm going to make a custom tote bag for you that says what is it going to say? It's going to say 
gluten with a line through it. <laughs> it's going to say gluten with a line through it. And then it's going to say mugs. Oils. <laughs> <laughs> Did that sum me up? Oh, my God. And then you're going to carry it around to Trader Joe's. <laughs> you know, use that as your tote bag to buy groceries at Trader Joe's. <laughs> Except to make one of these very specific tote bags, I'm going to have to charge you $150. <laughs> it's one of a kind. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's going to be in brush script. You're welcome. Oh. Okay, so, yeah, I forgot. What we're talking about this week is um, a topic that we have said we wanted to do an episode on like a million times and just have not gotten around to it. And that is the psychology of shoppers. Yeah. Um, So there's lots and lots and lots and lots of levels to this. I think that we talk about it mostly in relation to like how people are at craft shows, like how shoppers Mm -hmm. are, how they interact with you at a craft show and kind of how you have to counter react to that behavior but then also how you kind of market and package your products based on like I would like these to be sold in a store somewhere Mm, like mm -hmm. and then you have to start to think about like how do people see it what what kind of crazy lunatics are coming into the shop I'm selling to how like what do they want to see how am I communicating what's inside of this box and you know all of those levels of like how you kind of have to manipulate people oh for sure (laughs) but also like make it not feel like you're manipulating them yeah well actually and it's funny you say that because um i don't think i mentioned this on the podcast yet but i recently watched all of mad men which i wasn't (laughs) ever all of it how many seasons are there like seven? seven oh my god um, I had never been interested in it. I started it once and Can I was I just like, tell this you, is boring. I've literally watched one episode for 15 minutes and was like, yeah, and said that. This is boring. So it was perfect for not really paying attention to. Oh, for sure. Because I might have been just bored if talking I was sitting in the background. there and watching yeah, it. Yeah. But I was working and I picked up on enough things to like find the interesting bits. Yes. Um, and it, Maybe I should know, try that again. It it is about like um, figuring out how to sell something. Is your is most of the paperwork on your clipboard quotes from Mad Men? No, they're no Mad. <laughs> it's nothing to do with Mad Men. Oh, now I'm disappointed. No, but like I've had this on my brain. Yes, is what I'm meaning. Move your fritter. Sorry, oh, God. <laughs> I need to just eat it. I'm trying to get into our normal couch stance. Oh, okay. Oh, we should totally say that we are recording this. Um, oh yeah, and and that this is Pancake Town. Uh, oh fuck! God damn it! Ha <laughs> ha. Um, podcast. Well, yeah, you had to make me swear. That's a good start to the show. Um, hi, this is Pancake Town, the podcast. I'm Emily. I'm Michelle. Let's do this professionally. How much? How long did we talk before? Oh no, that's not that bad. It was like five minutes. That's not terrible. That's a record. Usually, it's like 28 minutes, yeah. and we're like, "What are we listening to?" Um, so you might hear some train noise and/or construction noise. Um, oh, but, and straw And noise. straw sipping. Yes, we're using straws. Everybody calm down. I have um, serious straw guilt, and we won't talk oh, about Oh, straw that shaming. Right it's a thing. We'll, yeah. talk, we'll need to talk about straw. Sh- that's part of activist shaming that we were just talking about. I'm going to cut it up into teeny tiny pieces. And make it into and jewelry? It. No. <laughs> I have straw shame. We need to not get into Someone that. Someone get me We a just said we weren't going to be political, so okay. let's not talk about no straws. More. Um we are recording at Ritual Coffee House, which is, um, they've been a sponsor at Show of Hands. So if you recognize that name, you've probably seen them um, at their booth at 
one of our past show of hands shows. Mm -hmm. They're located, um, I don't know the exact address, but <laughs> it's because we're real professional. It's on Irving Park yeah, Road, literally talking, across the street from the Brown Line uh, Irving Park Station. So it's like a cute little sweet shop. They have like a chalkboard in the front with coffee artwork, but they make amazing coffee drinks and it's a super chill cool place that plays he actually has a record player and vinyl records, lots of records sitting um out. and you can just like get up and switch the record and stuff it's really awesome oh my god they're open till 10 p.m booyah that's insane for right? a coffee shop okay it's 1821 west irving there park they're open 7 a.m to 10 p.m that's unheard of Baller. for coffee shops in the city it's good it's a good area because it's like kind of like a thoroughfare place where like there's always shit happening like right around here like because it's just like rush hour constantly on Irving Park Road uh -huh. and then the train yeah does the brown line run all night no till 1am oh. oh well there you go so till 10pm when you're on the train and you're yeah. like I need a no, mocha seriously um there have been several times where I wish yes. I could go to a coffee shop and after 8pm and nothing's seven yeah. yeah nothing's open except for dumb Starbucks fuck um, Starbucks yeah I know but yeah come to ritual <laughs> it's super cute I'm eating like the most amazing apple fritter in the entire world they get, I'm not sure where they get some of their pastries from. I don't know if the fritters are from there, but their donuts um, are from something sweet. Oh. That's on uh, Fullerton. I love, I love Fullerton them. and what? Fullerton, let's see, west of Central Park Avenue. So like maybe like 3,500 west ish. Okay. It's like in the middle of nothing. It's literally yeah, a stretch. I'm of, like, what? No, there's nothing. Is that? I have no idea. I have no idea. Not really. Someone will Logan tell us. Square. No, it's farther west than Logan Square. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that is. It's like in the middle of nothing. Huh. And they, it's really funny. Their branding is like clearly trying to reminisce. Like, I, I don't know if I should say reminisce or rip off, but like it's clearly trying to look like Dunkin' Donuts. Like the color. Oh, why I feel, would you want that? I feel like the. Pantone colors that they use are the exact Pantone colors of Dunkin' Donuts Is that branding. like orange and pink? Yep, so it's orange, pink, and brown. And mm. it's those specific colors of orange, pink, and brown. Weird. But I forget them because their donuts are so fucking good. Hmm. Um, I think I brought those as the show of hands donuts a couple times. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I always forget Because it they used to exist. be, we'd go to, yeah. We used to go to Dunk, uh, Dinkles when we lived yes, in Ravenswood. Yes, I'd had... Um, and also when we were at Ravenswood Event Center, because um, the donuts always were like kind of near me, so I knew <laughs> about them. But now I'd have to like make an effort, and I forget. And it's funny whatever. the people that have been in the show a bunch of times like come in on Saturday morning and are like, "Where are the donuts?" And I'm like, "How do you know I brought donuts? Like you don't know? Like that might have been a seven-time thing. You don't know." <laughs> I might have been not be doing that forever, but then yeah. I'm like, "They're in the Thunder Lounge." Yeah. <laughs> You know I brought them. Um, whoa, we got off topic. Oh, right, customer psychology. Yeah, so I did some research. Um, hence the clipboard. Where did your research start? Did you? What did you Google? Psychology are, of shopping. You should have written. You should have Googled. Why are customers batshit crazy and how to well, deal with them? So, this kind of bummed me out because I ended up back on my drop shipping thing <laughs> it seemed like a lot of the stuff i was finding was just um like written for drop shippers how to make sales mm. yeah probably because that's all real recent so right? i printed out we can talk about like multiple aspects i like the um 
like craft fair aspect. Emily's pointing out the coffee she spilled down her leg. I didn't I didn't catch that part. So Oop. now I have a giant coffee stain all the way down my oh, that's not. my pale leg. Turn your phone off. Sorry. <laughs> um So, yeah, I definitely want to talk about um Well, I think there's a couple different things like online versus in online person. Online versus is, in person. Yeah. And then also like the kind of customer service aspect versus the mm. like presenting your product marketing aspect. Like, I think those are two is like a whole thing. Yeah. So like because I think that in relation to makers and independent business owners, especially in the world that we live in now where everybody has a problem with everyone and everyone's sensitive and everyone's wants retribution and you know like everybody takes these serious issues and applies it to their like pointless mundane issues Mm -hmm. and you're like no you're allowed to get on board and make protest signs and go downtown about something that's real stop doing that about your blog like yeah fuck off so i think now we are in this world where like not only is the customer always right the customer has a way to fucking rip you apart publicly Mm -hmm. if they want to and we all have this weird concern that that's going to happen like we see a corporation get like shamed and get like publicly ridiculed and we can't help but think oh my god if I'd make this wrong decision or I'd say something wrong to a customer or I don't give them what they want what if they destroy me like Mm -hmm. what like even though the likelihood of that happening is pretty low like we've not we don't know personally a maker that's been like destroyed no, by a customer. Like I'm not, I am worried about that, but it's even the little things too. Yeah. Like, oh, so one of the suggestions on these, um, uh, articles on both of them is to have like reviews put on yes. your website. And I know I'll never do that. Yeah. It's dangerous. Because not because, um uh I think that people are like constantly uh <laughs> disappointed with their purchases but because people have gotten so used to complaining about yes. the garbage they buy on Amazon uh, that they're just in this mode and also of, like it wasn't perfect so I'm going to complain about it. And not even if it's not perfect. There's also an entire world of people that don't have any awareness that they created the very problem that they're complaining about. Mm -hmm. And you as the business owner cannot, this is the, this is the huge problem with Yelp, the world of Yelp. Yes. So like I will speak to the fact that I owned a retail store for seven years and we got Yelp reviews Mm. and Yelp is a monster company that is predatory and disgusting. And anybody that disagrees with that is a liar. Like, they, you just don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Because they actually call you. Like, I, I, and I, will, I can get 20 other business owners to tell you this exact same thing. They will call you upon you getting a bad review. Oh. You won't even know you got a bad review. And they will call you and say... Hey, we we can make your bad reviews go away. Like it's literally the mob. And like yeah. there was a point where I was like, why did I not record this conversation? Yeah. And you can find if you Google Yelp, like solicitation 
conversation. I don't know. There's there's a way that on Google you can find some recordings of shop owners' conversations um, with like Yelp customer service, uh-huh. and usually it's like. And I've had to call. I had to call them a couple times. One, I had to call them because. Someone posted a review that was not a negative review. I think it was actually either four or five stars. Mm -hmm. But it was clearly a woman. It was one of those damn, like, I'm the mayor of Yelp Town people. Like, apparently, if you do a certain number of reviews... I tend to not look at Yelp. You get, like, rankings, and you get... And I don't know if this still exists, but five or six years ago it did, where, like... If you, you know, it'll say like Yelp reviewer star and they'll have a star next to their name and it's like she's done 172 Yelp reviews and stuff like that, which is basically like you're rewarding people who are assholes. Yeah. Like you're rewarding trolls who want attention for having reviewed a bunch of things. And so this review in particular, I actually called them to say, I know this is going to seem strange, but there's a review on my Yelp page that is not a bad rating but the woman that left it has never been to my store i guarantee it that Mm. she has never set foot in my store she also has lots of misinformation in her review she literally said that we had a letterpress printer like a letterpress in our shop that we allow customers to print on that's a lie yeah she said that we um will print what you bring in a design we'll print it that's a lie so there was a bunch of shit in this review that I was like, this is harmful to my business. Yeah, now people are going to come now in and ask for Now people are going to call that. me and be yeah. like, I saw this lady said that I can just mess with your letterpress. Fuck off. No, you can't. Why are there always people that they want attention? Something they want attention for everyone else. So, because Yelp could have been oh, could have. fine. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you should be able to, well, like, say so, you need a mover, you know, go yes. up and see, like, real reviews. No. But then someone and always so ruins this. The the biggest problem with Yelp is that they are on the side of the reviewer. They are not on the side of the business owner. It took me four times. Like, I had to keep calling. The person that I talked to did not. They were basically like, why would you want me to remove this review? It's a, it's a good review. Why would no, you want me to remove it? No, it's not a good review. And I said, it doesn't. It's- I said, quite frankly... It doesn't matter if I want it removed. If I want all of the glowing reviews that say five stars on it removed, that's my prerogative. I'm allowed. I'm a, maybe I want my business to look like a Did shithole. Did you have to have a Yelp account? Yes. Could you have closed it? Nope. No. You cannot close it. What? You cannot. And currently, See, currently, Orange Beautiful is still listed on there. And it says closed. closed. Permanently oh, closed. So now that means my it business is bad. closed. And you cannot remove okay, it. Okay. You should have the option to just not nope. be on Yelp. Nope. You do not That's have the option. Insane. And when you try to say, I don't want an account, I don't want to be on here, they tell you that, um, why would you, they literally say the words to you, why would you not want to know what customers think of your business? Yeah. They're terrible. Yeah. They're terrible. I mean, I know and, that you should want to know, but I don't want to know. And anybody, <laughs> anybody that goes on Yelp ever for any reason to either write a review or look at their own reviews. Yeah. You're you're encouraging it. So stop doing it. I I'm amazed it's still around, quite frankly. Because yeah. I've only ever every single business owner I've ever talked to that has a, a brick and mortar mm-hmm. it tell has the exact same stories that I have where they're yeah. like, I tried to get this review removed. I also have there's also a one star review that was on Orange Beautiful's page, which is a very specific reason why we all get very anxious about what a customer could say and how they could twist the truth into basically making you look like an asshole and Mm. them looking like they were just trying to help you 
Um, this man was came about in, the printing. Yes, I so think you man, might have told that on the podcast. Did I? Yeah. He the it was the dude that came in and like asked me to print. Yeah. The design he already had, and I very clearly said to and people did that all the time, and I said we don't do that. Yeah. And and it, there was nothing negative about that interaction that we had. He was disappointed and he was kind of like, oh well, cool. You know, I I wanted to have this printed. Blah blah blah. He left that shop with me not thinking anything had happened and wrote a one star review and called me unprofessional and told people to not go, don't go there because she will, you'll try to help a small business out and she'll tell you, um, she, and she won't help you. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking? Like, I told you we don't, you can't. And then I always liken it to like, you can't go to the tire. Like you wouldn't walk into orange beautiful and be like, fix my tires. Yeah. I don't, I just told you, I don't do that. I'm sorry that you assumed something and now you're, ashamed that you made a mistake but then he went and was like i'm gonna destroy like who has that kind of anger in themselves that's terrifying well i think because they're used to reviewing for other things i don't like but then are they also lying about those things i guess so right i don't know i always think about um because Etsy has reviews um oh, right. and for the most part people don't actually do it yeah um, I know I don't, no. um, but occasionally I'll get a review and they're usually good. Um, but once I got a review that I think was three stars and she said the earrings were bigger, or smaller than I thought. Right. And it's so like, how is that your fault? Like, but like there's a photo of the earrings there's a measurement. on someone yes, right. that's on the ear Yeah. plus measurement. I get like, you don't. I've Fine, had that. You didn't look at a I've ruler. had that with prints where they're like, or you didn't look at. They're it. like, I thought this was letterpress. I'm like, why would you think that? I also, literally like, don't make any prints that are letterpress at all. Also, if you weren't happy with them when you got tell them, me. tell me and yeah. return them. Yeah. Don't just write a review yes. like and I got stuck with these earrings that right. I didn't realize would look the yes. same on her ears they do on mine. I don't get it. I like, don't get tell it. Tell me first. Don't. Right. Yes, exactly. So and that's why I don't have reviews on my personal site because I don't want to deal with that shit. Tell me directly. I feel like there's a difference between having reviews and having testimonials. I think that it is fair and much more professional for you to, you should not be giving the customers the power. They don't own your business. They don't run your business. Even your best customers are not you. And so I think it's fair like if if you Michelle Starbuck Designs wanted to have customer feedback represented on your site, so it's not just you going, my jewelry is great, please buy it. Mm. I would make there be some sort of like customer loyalty program or customer, I have that. right? So if you have yeah. good customers that you know interact with you really well and have been longtime people, just say, just reach out to the ten of them and be like, I want to give you guys a fifty dollar gift mm. card or a ten dollar gift card. Just, like, literally be honest. I'm not going to tell you what to say. Just write me, like, two or three sentences. Just, like, how you feel, why you buy from me, what your favorite piece is, where, you know, and, and tell them, be real upfront about it. Be like, I, I want to use this on my website. I want to use this yeah. on some marketing materials. And to reward you for your time, I want to give you, you know, a credit to use on the site whenever you want to. Mm -hmm. And, like, you would get the best, most honest feedback because... 
if I really like your jewelry and I'm like on the fence and I'm like, I really want to buy these earrings, but I'm not sure. And then like, who do I want to hear from? A bunch of Joe Schmoes that where half of them are honest and half of them are whiny and I don't know who's lying and who's real and who's been paid mm-hmm. and who's not. I would rather just see like what you, the designer, has a reputation. What is your reputation? Like, and yes, of course you can make shit up. Of course there are companies that do that. Of course there are people that are like, I pay somebody a bunch of money and make up a review. But like, people know. I feel like. You can tell if something's genuine. A lot of times if I'm like on um, some sort of beauty website, like yeah. uh, Sephora, Alter or something. Yeah. That half of the reviews I'll say, I was given this as a free gift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So I guess well, that's yeah, because, a thing. Because they're pulling it from things like those big companies send yeah. taste makers. Ugh. <laughs> they send like a promo pack or something to like a blogger or whatever. Yeah. And then they're like, here, fill out this thing and we'll, you know. Yeah. And then they get these weird like solicited well, responses back. At least they have back. to say that they were right. given it for yes. free. I had another thought about the review thing. Oh, well, Etsy added um, to their search pages like you know when you're scrolling through looking at stuff they added the like stars and the um rating number below it like how many people reviewed it i think oh um below each photo and i immediately noticed that and thought it made everything look like Amazon Cheap? or eBay yeah, or something. It's absolutely. like, oh, you just cheapened the look of Etsy. Oh, yeah. Way they're, to go. Yeah, they're great so at that. I think... Um, yeah, I do feel like the if The way I, you do reviews needs to be, like, uh, classier than that. Well, and I also... I mean, that that's another, like, customer psychology thing about, like, how, how do you come across to a customer? And, like, it's... It, gets hard to when you're a little company it's real easy to be like well i'm gonna go to this big company and Mm. and look at them Mm -hmm. and see what they're doing and you need to realize like do you want their customers don't you want your customers right and so like i always try to think of like you know use your own customers as your test market like if you've done a lot of shows like we have and you know some of your really good customers, like you know their face, you know their name, you know what they like and they tell you why they like it. Like imagine, like pick one of those customers and be like, what would Joanna say? Like what would she, how would she respond to this? What would she do? What would she like? Would she look at this and be like, this looks tacky? Or like how would you react to it? Like if you were on your own website as a shopper, like, what kind of websites do you look... When you look at Etsy and see, like, little star ratings for things, aren't you like, why is this on here? I just want to see yeah, the pictures. Like, does it make it you feel like it's corporate Does it make... Like, how do you want your customers to feel? And, like, because all of us have different brands and different, like, ways that we're trying to get to our customer. Like, I won't market my stuff in the same way that Michelle will market her stuff. Mm-hmm. And But, like, if you can, you know not worry so much about like oh these big companies are doing you know like i'm a bath and beauty product person and i'm over here looking at sephora's website and it's like well no you're not there might be some tiny things you can get from them and actually they use um i think ulta as an example on one of these things for the um 
uh, reciprocity. So like doing free gifts. Yeah. Like or like giving them something for, um, you know, signing up for your email list yeah. or something extra with a purchase. Um, and how that like creates. Um, uh, no, I can't think of any of the words. Like you feel more dedicated to that company. Right. Because they've invested in you and you've said yes to signing up for something. It's like when you join a cult. Yes. <laughs> oh my. So everything's a cult for sure. That's one of my new for favorite things sure. is calling every single thing everything a cult. Everything is a cult. I just listened to that Getting Curious episode about cults and like what, what makes something a cult and the the psychologist that was on there was like lots of things are cults we yeah. just don't call them cults unless For they sure. are like have some sort of evil tinge to them yeah and she's like but she's like yeah people who do yoga that's a cult yeah people who are into biking that's a cult yeah she's like they have she's like they're they have similar elements base elements and then there's like additional elements that you add on that make something like you know kind of a scary cult instead of just like this is a group of people that have like-minded you know they they have similar ideals about the world mm -hmm. but yeah there's I mean everything is a cult everything <laughs> is a cult for sure makers are a cult yep for sh for sure a cult um now I'm trying to decide if I should like I don't usually do this much damn research. Get into it. You've got okay. things highlighted. Yeah, I did because I wanted to be able to find things. Um, so I found two articles that were both um, quoting from the same books. Um, there's some psychology professor named Robert Cialdini who's written a couple books about, um, like, Persuasion. He actually, his book's called Persuasion, and Ew. I don't want to know why. I don't care. <laughs> I don't like, know but why. anyhow, both of these articles quote him, and are using um, his seven principles of selling. Well, actually, this is weird. One person has says there's seven principles, and the other one says there's six. And so I one thought person it was didn't read the whole book. <laughs> I thought it was interesting that um, this one is on. Uh, Shopify and this one oh I guess I didn't include where it came from anyhow the Shopify one feels um, more relatable yeah. to me Yeah, like it can be applied to any kind of business it can be applied to handmade businesses because Shopify sure. is Canadian right I guess so <laughs> but this other one it's that's why it's more relatable like the same information but it is totally directed towards dropship websites. Ew. Right? I found like one thing maybe on the Shopify one that felt dropshippy. Yeah. But um in general, I thought it was interesting that it still felt really relatable to me considering how many dropship companies use Shopify. Yes. They're obsessed with it. Oh yeah. It's really, it, it's gotten me mad, actually, at Shopify. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's unfortunate, but it's also, like, that's, like, I mean. I don't know what to do about it. Kind of the way it is. Also, of note, and I've never seen this before. Maybe it's because I never read articles. 
Um, <laughs> at the top of each of these, this one says 13 minute read and the other one says four minute read. Like we've had to oh. resort to telling people, Tell people how, how long it's going to oh take God. you to read this. Ugh. And I wrote, love this trend, but also sad <laughs> because it is sad, but it was helpful to know. Well, and isn't that funny too? Because it used to be like you had a book or a newspaper and you could visually see how much was there yeah, in front of you. you and you could, you could, your brain could be like, oh, this is going to take me a long time. Or, oh, this is like a short little article. And now because everything's on your phone and your fucking iPad, yeah. you have to get like, I mean, there's I only the like, computer. there's like 20 words in front of you. And it's like, listen, this is going to take you this long. Yeah. It didn't seem that long. And also, I'm not sure this is a 13 minute read because it's like it's seven pages. Yeah. It's a lot. Well, what does it count in all the ads that are on the page? With I it? got rid of all of the ads <laughs> when I printed it. Because that would mean it's like an 18 minute also, read. Also, I don't want to hear about how it's wasteful that I printed the shit i can't read on computers you're talking like, to all. a person that literally owns a green card company well i didn't mean from you oh whatever well because if somebody thinks that you're being wasteful for printing out eight sheets of paper i'm gonna reuse these and they write all my... of my notes on the back of it well it's also called recycle the fucking paper that too but like i do <laughs> i write take on the, the staples back out of though every i will you gotta take the staples out yeah but do I'm going to write on the back of it before I That's recycle it. That's a little known it. tip that you need to take the staples out of your papers before you put well, them you in the recycling bin. You can't have metal bin. That's right. in it or like food on things. That's right. Like you have to rinse everything yeah, out. You can't take a yeah. dump on your paper before no. you put it in the <laughs> recycling bin. You know how I am. Come on. You, this is not your first rodeo. Um, uh, da -da -da. Okay. So, so the Shopify article is so weird, better. I like well, wait, it, but I was finding it amusing to like... What's the title of the Shopify article? Seven Psychological Triggers That Win Sales and Influence Customers. And then the panel. other one is, how do you psychology and sales triggers to double your conversion rate? D if you are reading anything online and it says anything about conversion rates, yeah. run. Yeah. Just it's, run. It's... It's gross, it's actually. Gross, yeah. Um, but it's. I just. I loved comparing. You know, they have the what same the, yeah. things, but they're saying different maybe, things about maybe it. Maybe the dropship article read the Shopify article and then wrote their own article. Do you know what I mean? Maybe. And since you mentioned that, remember that article you sent me about Weebly and yeah. how he refuses to. Yeah. I found how he hates dropshipping. Dropship comp like dropship website who wrote a response article to to that. him yeah that's funny yeah yeah i sent after our dropship episode i sent michelle this link um because we were both like on on high after we did I'm that episode still am. where we're like fuck dropship blah, blah, blah. and i was like looking up more on that lady and then i was like yeah. having feelings and, and then i like thing, yeah, yeah found her oils and like was real pissed and then um i i don't remember what i googled to get to this but like one of the very first thing i think it i wrote comes up a lot i think i googled I was, something yeah. like drop shipping is a scam or something like that yes i bet you did because I wanted I, I wanted that. to see like a contract, you know, because if you just type in drop shipping, you just get a bunch of consultants how bullshit about how to have a drop shipping. Give me company. five thousand dollars. And so I was like, I want to see if there's like, you know, people's response to this, you know, coming on the opposite side of the of the spectrum here. And so I wrote that in and came up with this. The very first thing that came up was like the title of the article was like. Why the CEO of Weebly thinks dropshipping is bullshit or something like mm -hmm. that. And it was a very short little article, but it was basically, I mean, hit, hit, what he said was a very succinct 
thing that I I, like the I agreed yeah. with everything he mm-hmm. said, and it was like exactly why Michelle and I are mad. Where it, you know, he's basically like, it's deceiving, and it's not, you know, you're not being transparent with your company, and you're creating an economy that is built on deception. These dropship people are so self righteous, though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's like, no. Yeah. What I'm doing is it's completely great. okay. It's totally a legit How business. How dare you call what I'm doing a scam? So I thought that was interesting. It's literally we didn't a save scam. That, but I printed it out. Yeah, we'll I have to. Lose we'll it. include that in our in our follow up episode yeah. about. Because see, you knew we were going to come back and I, we couldn't not I keep talking about dropshipping. It just it felt so apparent because um, they're dominating the e-commerce yes. fields right now. Yeah, and. It's frustrating because it's like we've been doing e-commerce for a long time. Yeah. yeah. And people like kind of just became dependent on buying things online. Like what? Five years yeah. ago, really? Five years ago, it's yeah. not like After, it's not been going on I mean, for that long. And honestly, like, you know, and the, now they're ruining it for us. The recession came and like kind of destroyed the whole like Main Street thing where like economies could be built around like a bunch of brick and mortar stores and a bunch of independent businesses and then everybody was like okay well the only things that survived that are these giant companies where i can just like quick order things online right because we don't have rent right and uh and now it's like everything's so easy and instant and in my hand and blah 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 and like but in a weird way, and we're way, busy. We don't have time yeah, to go time to, to walk stores. a block to, from our house yeah. to shop at the fucking grocery that's near us. I mean, people of, don't even have time to like go to the coffee shop and order their coffee. Yeah, you pre you do it order on an app. your coffee. You can pre-order, I think, like McDonald's now. To I also, could be making that up. Just no, I, think I hate you can. them. I'm pretty. But you sure can you have can. it delivered for sure. I think that actually, I just. I don't know if I'm making this up, but I'm pretty sure that Jacob here, who owns Ritual, mm-hmm. I think he has a thing. I think he I thought has I saw an that. app that's I did like see that. you order yeah. your thing so that yeah. you can walk in and just get your drink. Yeah. Which, to, you know, like for a little company like that, it's like kind of amazing. Yeah. Like if he can double his output yeah. because he's just constantly making drinks and if they're, you know, instead of making somebody else wait in line... But it's also really terrifying. <laughs> so then here's the thing. Would I have a lot of favorite apps that I use for my website. Yeah. Would they not exist um, for me if it weren't for all these dumb dropship companies needing Probably. them also? Well, that's the thing is like when you're saying that, you know, Shopify. like Are they can, a necessary fucking evil? Who knows evil? how many, um, how much of Shopify, like you know how much of their platform gets developed and and grown because they're yeah. trying to meet the needs of these yeah. drop, dropship companies God damn it and so like do we then benefit from those things or yeah or does it become an etsy situation where we all get burned because of the growth towards something that's i don't not know us i don't know like etsy seems like a place that like has made us it's made all of us suffer mm-hmm. because they're like, oh, no, no, international manufacturing and oh, no, no, vintage. Oh, no, no, supply mm-hmm. chain. And it's like, I'm sorry. What about us? Like, we, so we're nothing like we get jack shit. Oh, yeah. You know what you get? You get more fees. And now we're going to charge your shipping. And now, like, it's hard not to think like 
are we doing this all wrong? Yeah. I think we Why are- <laughs> am I making all this shit? Yeah, what kind of fucking sucker am I? Yeah. I mean, are we the people that like 40 years ago where when like people were like, "Oh, I'm getting a factory job and I'm doing this and I'm doing this." And it's like there's some asshole in the corner. It's like, "I'm a po- I'm a poet." <laughs> I'm writing poems, yeah. you guys. And everyone's like, Oh, that's so cute. Like, you're right. How are you going to pay for food? And they're yeah. like, I don't care. I'm an artist. I'm creative. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's that mentality that's gotten me to exactly where I'm at now, which is still <laughs> renting a one bedroom apartment <laughs> um, and owning absolutely this nothing. This is still going off topic, but <laughs> I just listened to, um, I don't, I, I bet people who are listening to this probably already listened to this podcast that's called Creative Pep Talk. Have you heard of Mm -mm. that? Um, It's, I'm going to get real judgmental right now. The guy that does the podcast is named Andy J. Pizza. No. And calm down. It's not his name. Okay. His name. I mean, it is his name. Let me tell you. So his actual name is Miller. His last name is Miller, but he he changed his name. I don't know why I didn't I didn't want to read any more about it because it made me angry. Is it like when you let your kids name your yeah. dog? Mm-hmm. Did he yeah. change his name when he was five? I don't know. I didn't like once I he he mentioned something about it on an episode that I listened to and was just like, oh god damn, like whatever. So I can't take it, you seriously. It makes it. Ha- I get a little judgy and yeah. makes me have a little tinge of like, what fuck you and like I wish I just didn't know your name yeah um but he is an illustrator I think that he is based in Columbus Ohio not entirely sure okay I told Josh that I listened to this first episode and was like like part of me was like okay I gleaned some good information from this and it made me think about some important things Mm -hmm. that I wanted to be thinking about but then on the other hand I was like who the fuck is this guy and like he's been doing this podcast for a really long time so there's definitely an element of like he's like now listen you guys know me so I'm like this and then I kept thinking like oh my god do Michelle and I sound like that (laughs) (laughs) but he's like 190 episodes in or something like he's been doing it for two or three years and so there was a there's a little bit too much I told Josh I was like I can't figure out like what it is but like I I figured it out eventually that it's he's very self-referential like he kind of he borders on talking about himself in the third person is it because it's just him I know and then I said that I said I don't know that I actually like podcasts that are just one person okay like it it kind of made me feel like Uh, if it's like storytelling it's fine yeah and it's not okay it yeah, it's hard. It's hard when it's like an advicey podcast and it's one person. I don't think I'd listen to any of those because then it feels like you're in therapy, but you're not allowed to talk. You don't really listen to that many podcasts, right? And that's the thing. So then I was like, maybe I'm just an asshole, and I don't know what podcasts are like. Yeah. So I did. I will say I've listened to two episodes now. I listened to one episode with Ade Hogue, who's actually a lettering artist in Chicago that I follow and like super love. Okay. And so. Um, I was a little bummed because like the production value of that episode was kind of shit because he was obviously on the phone with a day oh. and he kept because the guy pizza ha- has admittedly has ADHD mm. and he interrupts his guest a lot. Like he interrupts, he interrupted a day a lot, mm. like with either like acknowledgement sounds or laughing. And because of the way it was produced, it would, it would, cancel out 
a day talking because of the yes. phone yes okay so there was literally so there normally were, it wouldn't be a problem right and there were probably like 10 points where you could not hear a day finish his thought because andy would be like oh yeah totally like or ha or make some noise into his mic not realizing that it was actually blanking out a day's mic Oh. And so I was like, oh my God, this is so, it got really frustrating for me to listen to. But then I was also like, no, this is fine. I should just calm down yeah. and like take it for what it is. But the other episode was about like creative burnout. Oh. And so. Oh, I've been wanting to do that, but I don't know how yeah. to do that topic. So that, it, it was very interesting. There were certain parts of it where I was just kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm a different person than this guy is. He has a different life experience than I do. And there's always sometimes things when people say stuff. When people are complaining about, like, their great lives, and you're like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, but then I'm also like, yeah, but people probably listen to us and think that about us. Like, if we're both like, oh, we have so, I have so many wholesale orders right now. And people are, like, sitting there going, well, I don't have any wholesale orders, so maybe you should stop complaining. So it's yeah. always, like, relative to whatever your situation no, is. No, sure. I mean, yeah. I have to remember that all the time. Yeah. But I, I think it was, it, it was a good... It made me think a lot about like how sensitive creative people are and how sensitive maker people are like the ver- by by the very nature of like wanting to start your own business you're probably you probably think a lot of things and feel a lot of feelings and whether or not you like exhibit that publicly is you know neither here nor there but I think that he he brought up a lot of things that I was like oh yeah, this makes me think about like kind of all the different personalities that are in show of hands Mm. and how like all of the vendors have different needs and all of them react to things differently. And I have to kind of be the sounding board for all of those different (laughs) attitudes and feelings and emotions and thoughts. But then I was like, oh, that's also like customers like that's also how you have to be you you can't go I can't believe this person would treat me this way well maybe they treat everybody that way you don't know like it it doesn't have anything to do with you like you are literally making a product and you're allowed to be like hey lady fuck off or you're allowed to be like oh my god let me drive to your house in the middle of the night and hand make you jewelry in your home like you're allowed to do either one of those things or Mm -hmm. somewhere in between yeah but like I as he talked a lot about in that episode about like I think they're building something. <laughs> God damn it. City. Um but I think it just made me kind of realize like oh we all we now live in this society where like everybody's feelings matter. Like everyone's thoughts matter, everyone's feelings matter. Everyone's got stuff to talk about. Everyone has a platform to talk about it. And then it's like how when how do you just go I don't fucking care right I mean I don't I don't really feel like I have a lot of feelings though you don't no but then like people get I don't get offended that easily I don't think I get offended that easily it's less being offended and more being like why do you feel like you're allowed to be that I think I almost always think if somebody treats me shitty or says something shitty to me I'm like Oh, you're going to go and just do that to somebody else. Like, that's not fair. Like, I don't, I'm the person that would like stand up and be like, you shouldn't talk to people that way because not because I care about being talked about, talked to that way, but because I don't want that person to go talk to somebody else that way where I'm like that other person might not 
be they might be too shy to tell you to fuck off but i'm not but then i get but then it's like why do i take that on that's not my problem i'm very good at compartmentalizing i think yeah um i don't think most people are i think i'm trying to like find one of these things that um ties into what we're talking about i'm thinking it's the liking principle the liking principle yeah the both of these articles call it liking so that's probably what the author of the book called it right yeah liking they both call it um uh which is essentially the um people want uh will connect with your business better if they like see something in you that relates to them right so, um, like, if you're at a show, like, in person. Yeah. Um, just, like, finding something in common with your customer, you know? Good luck Whether, with that. like, with all the different kinds of customers. So, you kind of yeah. have to, like, change your personality constantly yeah. throughout a show to match I, I what mean, they're doing. I think that's a really good, like, I tell that to show of hands vendors a lot where I'm like you you have to be able to adapt to like the the different types of people that are going to be in front of you like some people are just going to be real grumpy and some people are going to be way too excited does and that some mean people, I can be grumpy back to them <laughs> yes I think so that's my default setting I think but I think it's interesting because like there are definitely vendors that are super talkative and super outgoing and um they have no they're not they don't have any problem just like starting up a conversation or doing the really good sell on things like i've i've witnessed vendors like a customer will come up and even just like touch something and they're like oh i'd love to tell you more about that this 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 and i'm like holy shit that's amazing like do you do that to every person like well yeah i'm here to sell things and then other people like literally sit behind their booth and don't speak to people i like to give people i like to wait for a cue that they want to be talked to because i know some people don't want to be talked to yes so i'm i guess i i am doing that i'm constantly trying to read people and i think you have to be super in tune you can't talk to everyone the way human beings are yeah like you you need to have some element of like however you are be aware of how you are if you are a super shy person be aware of that Mm -hmm. like if you're a super outgoing person be aware that that could be too much for someone sure like understand that like people want to be met with the same level of energy that they are putting out yes and so if you are like i i often have it where i'm a very outgoing person i'm a very like i will talk to people i will get loud i will get excited about something i am the opposite of shy but i have had moments where like i'm with people who are clearly very shy and i'm like oh fuck emily you need to tone you need to pull it way back yeah because I can still be myself, but I need to realize that, like, I might be making these people really uncomfortable. Yeah. Because they're not like that. And it me it doesn't hurt my feeling. It doesn't make me feel like I'm suppressing myself. To, like, yeah. I'm not, like, you you always hear people sometimes that get real defensive about, like, well, if you don't like it, then don't be around me. Well, then, cool. You're not going to have any friends. That's yeah. Fine. Like, if you want to be on volume 10 all the time yeah well, then you're you're gonna like know <laughs> you're gonna know three people that are volume 10 and you're all gonna be assholes yeah but if you want to 
you know, meet a lot of people and interact with a lot of people. And certainly if you want to be in the world of I own my own business and I, I am the salesperson. Mm-hmm. If you don't own a giant corporation where you have a sales team, like if, why do you think giant companies have sales teams? Right. Because they hire those people because they're cute and they're friendly and they're personable and they know how to read people. Most of them are terrible at it. <laughs> but that is the point of hiring those people. Like, I am amazed at how bad a lot of corporate salespeople are. Like they have no, they have no intuition. Cause they're just doing the same oh, thing on everyone. And instead of yeah. letting that person be good at, at doing that, the corporation is going, this is how you talk to people. This yeah. is the phrase you say. This is how you, if somebody says no, you say this. If also, they say what are no, your thank numbers you, for the day? what are you not, get a business card yeah. from them. It's because those, co- those corporations are so out of touch with, how people actually are mm-hmm. and what they actually want. But when, you know, in our small, small little economy of makers, the, the makers that do so well at shows, and I, I know that it's true because eight shows in a row, I've seen the people that come up to me at the end and are like, we, be, we met our sales goal or we did double what we did. Those are the people that are at their booth they're paying attention. I see them interacting with shoppers. Even if they don't make sales a sale for three hours in a row, they are interacting with every single person. And no, and those people don't have bad attitudes. Mm-hmm. They don't go in the back and be like, "This is stupid." Like, oh, and, I'm bored. And, and blah, blah, blah. That's the no, you have to push when you're through it. A bad show. Yes, you have to push to not it. let anyone see that on your face. Right. And um, you can't let one shitty customer interaction yeah. turn you into a grump pants or yeah. make you like go well what was the point I tried to I tried to talk to that person and I didn't get anything from it yeah. well now I'm done yeah no you have to realize that every new person that walks up to that table and talks to you is not only the opportunity for a sale mm-hmm. but it could be it could be you're in the Tribune it could be that you now have a new wholesale account it could be that you just got licensed for something like I think of that all the time where I'm like just because this person comes up and doesn't buy a card for me doesn't mean that he's not going to hire me to do a typography design for his company in mm. two months. I don't know if I made a good yeah, you impression don't on know. him. Yeah. He could take my business card and that could be a huge deal for me. Yeah. And if you're sitting there looking like a bummer, they might just pass on your Absolutely. table. Absolutely, They might be like, you yeah. know what? There's a hundred other people here that have smiling faces and I'd rather go hang out with them. Yeah. And so like as much as it's lots of effort and what I always say is every once in a while somebody, I say this kind of thing and somebody's like, well, I'm, I'm just not a people person or I'm just really shy. I'm like, you hire someone then. Sure. You literally hire a cute fucking girl or whatever makes sense for your brand and you teach them everything you know about what you sell and you get that like Kelly Fredrickson Fredrickson is the perfect example of that Kelly Mm -hmm. that works for Virginia Millifiore yes she's very good Virginia lives in New York she's Mm -hmm. never been to a show of hands right but her booth is there sure she's had a booth the last four shows yeah Kelly is her Chicago salesperson she is a master of like I almost think we should get her on the podcast like she is so outgoing and so friendly and so I've never seen her gonna make us feel very grumpy (laughs) oh for sure I feel like every time I see like I remember the first show she was in I was like how is she doing this like how does she have this amazing positive energy and like she's not overbearing she's not I see her interact with customers and like 
they come up and they're looking at stuff and she'll just be like, let me know if you want to try anything on. Oh, this is a new thing. The minute they look at something or touch something, she just says one little thing. She's not like, oh my God, this is our sale. This is our blah, blah, blah. You should, this is our promotion. She's just very calm. And like, it's like your girlfriend talking to you about the cool jewelry she has. Well, I mean, I was, I always felt like I was better selling uh, other things, like things I didn't make. Yeah. Than my own things. And even when my own things were in the store, I never told people that they were mine. Because I know you just too much you pressure. Would, you would be an orange beautiful. And I would say this is actually like somebody would literally <laughs> be putting on a necklace of yours and you're standing right there. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to say I'm not going to not <laughs> say that the lady that designed this necklace you love is standing right here. And then Michelle always would be like, mm, OK, whatever. <laughs> Yes, hi. Well, because when I... <laughs> I'm like, don't be embarrassed. Part of it is when I very first started doing it, no one else was really doing that. And I, in my head, people would were, would think, oh, you made it? I definitely don't want that. <laughs> because it was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2005. Well, and I think the very thing that we were just talking <laughs> about... <are> you? <laughs> with the drop shipping, like on the last episode, we talked about this, where it's like, okay, so how do we... What do we do... If we can't get rid of the drop shipping, mm-hmm. if we can't figure out what every customer is thinking all the time, what do we do to like set ourselves apart? And it's like, right. well, you ha- you do have to kind of just be your you have to be your best sales representative and like you kind of have to stand back and be able to look at your product from a completely objective viewpoint and realize that like People need to hear you say, this is really good. I'm really proud of this. I really like this. Like, because if you don't, they're going to be like, well, I don't know. This doesn't make, it doesn't make them feel anything. Because then why wouldn't they just buy a necklace from fucking Claire's or something? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, what? why are they buying your necklace instead of one of the millions of other necklaces that exist in the world? Well, because it made them feel something. If they're mm-hmm. in a cute store... That moment, like all of the shit that surrounds that moment for that customer is what's making them buy that. Like if the, if the sales rep made them feel good, if they were just like, oh, this, like, I just, I really like this. If it, they you know, can picture it like, yeah, they can imagine themselves the or it. they can also be like, oh, and it also makes me feel good that like I bought this and I know who, I know mm-hmm. the name of the person that made it and they're from Chicago and I can tell people that like even though they don't know that that those are all the reasons that are affecting them that all those reasons are affecting them yeah like and it it happens to me too where like I will I will buy something when I did not have the intention to buy something just because I'm like oh this is like this weird magical moment where I'm like I feel kind of proud to be buying this thing mm-hmm. and I know that when I wear it again or give it I to I feel someone. that way about my mugs. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're like, I know this is not something I need to be spending <laughs> money on. Yeah. But you're like, no, it makes me happy. And like, yeah. what else is the point of life if you're not like doing things that make you happy? Yeah. And like, if you're doing things that make you happy and then also make someone else happy at the same time, that's pretty fucking awesome. That's kind of why anybody gets behind independent makers at all like not yes of course we could take all of our amazing products and package them in a totally different way and put them in a corporate setting and they would all still make money because they're great products but like there's something magical about where it came from and why it came to be and the person behind it Mm -hmm. and I think that's our biggest selling point like all those makers that show of hands like we could present that in a totally different way and people would still make money but I think I I believe that 
we all make more money and have longer success because we have like a story to tell people. Right. So, uh, I have something from earlier that I don't want to forget, but I also have something for now. Um, so this liking principle, yeah. which is still what we're talking about. Um, I'm looking at the descriptions of it from each of these articles. The one that we've, I've decided is more drop shippy. They, I think it's hilarious. They say, this is the toughest principle to apply to improve your conversion rates. And I wrote, not if you're selling products you make. Yeah. It's not hard. It's not hard at all. And they're like, and then they say, however, by injecting personality into your website copy, you'll attract a certain type of customer. So fake and personality. Yeah, right. Yeah. But then the other one that we like says, tell your story. Right. Because um, you have one. Every You're not element making of up your one. store, colors, fonts, photo styles, copy, et cetera, contributes to your brand identity, uh, blah, blah, blah. Many stores will include something like an about us page that is basically brand personality distilled. Like, oh, use relatable models, social media links, um, display what others are interested in. Like, these are all real things that right. we can do because... we They exist they in are, our lives. Yeah. Our businesses are us. Yes. You know? Whereas the drop should be perspective... No, they have to fake it. They have to go, okay, well, I bought this they have carton to, of things from Alibaba. They How do I make those have a story? Copy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... How I think you, that's funny. Let's ask a big question here. Yes. The dropshippy lady that we talked about last mm-hmm. week, does she sleep well at night? I think so, yeah. I think she does, yeah. too. She puts I on d- some oils. Because, she like, does some essential oils on her face. <laughs> she's and she passing them. out. Did you see that? She was I drinking them, wasn't she? Did no, she, I don't know. Didn't she no, make someone it? Had oh, commented was that a joke? <laughs> someone commented about um, oh. how... It was some it of was these Lisa. Companies she, are getting yeah. in trouble for telling you to yeah. drink them, and they're not ingestible. <laughs> this lady's for yes. sure drinking them. Oh, she's for sure drinking and, them. She's drinking the Kool Aid. That's what she's drinking. Um, Jesus. Uh, but how? I don't know. I just like that's the thing that always shocks me and makes me realize that like, oh, people are different. Like some people have fucking morals and values and like ethics, and other people but they just think don't. They do. But then, but that I mean, but then there's also. They think that there's also people that think Trump is a good there's president. There's nothing wrong so, with it. Yeah. I think people are just <laughs> cuckoo. Um, <laughs> which now makes um, this thought even funnier. <laughs> because um, we're talking about, like, how when you're selling direct to customers, like, in person, how you have to, like, mirror yeah, yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, And all I can think of is, like, that's what a sociopath does. It's totally what a sociopath does. They, yes. Because that's re- how yep. they function. That's right. So think like a sociopath. That's right. Um, Don't maybe murder that's people. Why, um, that's why we that's love what I naturally, yeah. Well, sociopaths aren't, like, they're generally functioning members of society you might that's be a, like you might maybe have a psychopathic tendency i do i for sure do i think about but i think i know you maybe that's watch. why i instantly went to that <laughs> um there's definitely like an overlying character thing in uh in always sunny it's always sunny in philadelphia uh-huh. so dennis oh they, I, they're all sociopaths and psychopaths well so then they they've kind of like built this whole persona of like dennis maybe possibly being a serial killer. Oh, yeah. No, I've seen some of that. But there's yeah. one, there's a scene in particular, I don't remember what season or episode it was, but there's a, there's, um, I think it's when he gets married. Mm. Um, to the girl with the and tooth. Yeah, with the dead tooth. Yeah. And Mac, he and Mac are talking and Dennis is like, I don't know, like, I just, like, 
I've just been having like feelings. Just like for the first time, like having feelings. And Max's like, are you saying you don't have feelings? And he's like, yeah, yeah, no, it's like, just like feel like I just I wake up and I'm like oh I feel these things and he's like do you have feelings it's like, it's weird right and he's like I have feelings every day of my life <laughs> and I'm like oh I'm Mac and Michelle is Dennis <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, oh I can see that yeah where you're like I no I don't have no don't you have feelings <laughs> um <laughs> sometimes I will say that in, <laughs> it is it is a hard. I like how you counted my laugh crying as crying. <laughs> That's right. I think that it's interesting because on the one hand we're telling people, you know, have a per, have make sure you're showing your personality, Be make genuine. sure you're being genuine, yeah. make sure that you care, you know, show that you care, show that you are trying show that whatever whatever like all these emotional personal things that are like kind of the antithesis of like yeah a business like yeah. running a corporation like no feelings everything's a policy yeah but then on the other hand we're like don't 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 be too emotional like don't yeah. go cra- like you do yeah. you really do have to find that magical balance where like i think you have to decide what element like i think it's good when we talk about like branding and these business articles that talk about like you know giving a little bit of yourself like but understand why you're doing that and how much of that is needed Mm -hmm. you don't need to go crazy you don't like you can have a business account and a personal instagram account like you like you don't need to shove your shit down everybody's face all the time if it's not directly related to what you're doing in your business like maybe step back from that and like get a blog start a blog or something Mm. because I feel like there's definitely and I I end up suffering from this a little bit because of how some people react to show of hands Mm. where like when people don't get in the show they kind of like oh yeah get real personal real fast and 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 this has only been, I don't know, three people. But, like, there have been a couple people that, like, a- attack. Like, they they throw personal insults at you. And they make it about them personally. And I'm just like, oh, I'm sorry. We're all running businesses here. Like, and so there's a difference between that kind of showing yourself and being emotional and being personal and the marketing branding side of things mm-hmm. like you still have to be a, p- a business person like you still have to like if you're meeting your customers complaints with like oh my god you're right it's terrible i'm so sorry let me fix it like you're not going to get very far like you st- you and then that's the danger is that if you show too much of your if you're too personal with people mm-hmm. especially your customers they're going to think of you as their friend that they can treat like shit. So like there's something to be said for that's why giant corporations have like a face and a separation and so it's like have a story have something that people can latch on to and feel like they know a little bit about you but like you shouldn't be constantly oversharing because if you are customers will take advantage of that 
That's true. Customers will. I mean, they we've become talked about that. They're happening. overly familiar. Yeah. They become yeah. overly familiar with you to a point where they will take advantage of you. And that's not most people. Well, I mean, but it is the, every once in a while. I mean, we've both had yeah, like very uncomfortable it's fine customer if they try as long as you know that you have to shut that down and not exactly. let it happen. And that's the thing yeah. is like if you put yourself into that position, like that's why I tell people number 1 <sighs> Is you have to have policies. I feel like I should have worn sunscreen. Too bad there's not an umbrella. Yeah. We can also switch sides. I'm not so used to being. Do you have sunscreen on? Do I have sunscreen? Yeah. On? Yeah. Oh. I always have sunscreen. I on. didn't think I was going to be outside. I'm pale as shit. Well, so am I, but um, because I'm never outside. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm a hermit. I'm in my studio. Yeah. But yeah, I think I don't know. I think it's it's. It's a slippery slope with the, like, sharing of yourself. It is. I know. Like, I... Yeah. It's also why I've told people to make up fake employees. I've told people that several times. Um, I'm, like, finally started saying we all the time. Oh, yeah. Because Say I'm we all counting the time. Steve. Yep. Say but we, I never even, felt yeah. comfortable saying we before I say we all when the time. it was just me. When, no matter how many employees I've had, I say we. I couldn't and I, do and that before. I but now I do say had we. had a fake... Like a fake person that worked at Orange Beautiful. I love it. But I won't say the name of that but person. Like that Cause then that'll like, reveal things. That could bite you in the ass if someone, if you're, you get a request, like a really big order or something. And then you have to say, it's just me, <laughs> you know, like they're like, oh, I thought you had employees. No, I just charge them more. Oh, okay. And then get an employee. Um, I feel like I should try to at least briefly mention some of these other things. Wait, which one am I on? I want to be on the good one. We did a bunch already, though. The not dropshippy one? Yeah, but I have some thoughts about that, too. Okay, um, commitment and consistency is one of them. Um, people will go to great lengths to appear consistent in their words and actions, even to the extent of doing things that are basically irrational. So, um... Are we getting a hint? Should I put more money in? Yes. Oh. I don't know. Like, we'll probably be another, what, half an hour? Yeah, maybe half hour. Um, so what they mean is um, if you can get customers to make a small commitment to your brand, like signing up for an email, they're more likely to eventually purchase from you. And the example they use is Warby Parker's home try-on program. Oh, yeah. So, like, just getting the product um in their hands um now they feel committed to you yeah so i think because we can't all just do that right um yeah for me find that other would be ways. like showing up at craft shows yes absolutely like yeah when people ask like there. why do you do these shows yeah. like well yeah so i can make it's like a point of contact yeah and so people feel committed to your brand because they've met you and mm -hmm. they've seen you in person and maybe something that they've been looking at for months only online, they now get to hold and try on and touch. And even if they don't buy something at right. that show, they but now... But they met you. Yeah. And yeah. now later when they go back on your website, they'll be like, oh, that was that necklace I tried on at that show. I really love it. I'm going to buy it. And I know that has happened. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and then I get emails, hey, I met you at yeah. this thing. And that's absolutely why at shows you give, you have a coupon, you have something for people to take away with them regardless mm, of if they've mm -hmm, purchased mm -hmm. like give them a coupon for 10 percent off their future order give them a free thing give them something that when they leave that show they'll go home and be like 
Oh, I should have bought that necklace. I really, I totally forgot about it. Oh, but look, they gave, they gave me this card and it has a 10% coupon on it. I'll definitely yeah. buy it now. Like you have to remember that like, yeah, if you give out a couple hundred cards, like maybe that'll only equal two legit sales, but like be- better that than not. Like, yeah. Also, I like to have a card, um, like a postcard with a photo of my product on it so that when people do just take something, there's yeah. like a visual. Yes. Otherwise, it's just another pile of cards. And again, it's the thing that you have to remember. Like if you do a like a pop-up shop where like you're the only one there, that's one thing. But if you're at a show like Show of Hands where there's a hundred mm-hmm. other vendors and like potentially 20 other jewelry vendors, you need to stand out amongst that group so that when people leave they and I mean it's funny because show of hands has kind of set itself up as a bit of an advocate for all the makers so that shoppers have started to realize that like they can actually email me and be like who is that person there was a pin there that was like a Trump head that looked like a poop and I'm like oh I know that is Nick Lackey he's an illustrator here's his website and his email like, so people will email me all the time, or I'll just be like, if you forgot about anybody, or if you didn't pick up something you wanted to pick up, everybody's on the website still. Go, and like, if you were, you know, if you are if you have a good presence at the show, people will go and see that, see your website there, and be like, oh, I'm going to go check mm. them out again. They were really great. I really liked them. What else do I have? Um authority so like um telling people like why you're so good at making the thing that you make because you're a superhero um but this is the one where um the shopify one mentioned something drop shippy and they say expert curation these days the range of products available to a shopper is so vast it's hard to wade through them all and that's why curation continues to be an industry buzzword does it? I guess so. Well, do you want to sit over here where it's not sunny? Um. Oh. Because you yeah. could you could move pretty easily. We could move this table. Yeah, over. I don't want to get sunburnt. That I won't. I like. I can't get in the habit of using sunscreen because I'm never outside. It's because you don't have a dog. That's true. Can you reach this far? Um. Oh, it's much nicer, much nicer in the shade. Does it move more? Yeah, it can move more because the cable is pretty long. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I don't want anyone to trip. We have taken over the back patio. We've taken over the patio. Oh, luckily, I didn't realize it was wet on the ground. Luckily, there's no one on this side yet, so we're okay. good. Hopefully, we won't be in anybody's way. No one's really come out here. Except for Josh giving us the evil eye because yeah. we're not done yet. That's what he's here for. <laughs> that's his job. Okay. Um, social proof. We That's all obvious. Like, you know, having your Instagram thing. Oh, I can take my sunglasses. Do you love the number of people lately that you've been seeing where they're like, they're like, is does Facebook suck now? Is anybody, like, where they have a poll or something? Oh. Like, I've seen, like, ten people in the last couple weeks who are like, should I just turn off my Facebook page? And I'm like, yeah, you should. It's well, terrible. Well, I don't know. Like, uh, the only reason I keep it is for show of hands. To be yeah. the, So I can be an admin for show of hands. Right. I mean, you can easily send all of your Instagram shit to Facebook. That's so what I do, So just do yeah. that. Yeah. Like, stop, stop spending time on it. 
Um, also, if you're going to go on Facebook, just go on there to post your shit and check your own messages and notifications and then get the hell off of there. Yeah. Don't go to your homepage and start scrolling through everybody's well, bullshit. I don't have any friends, so I have nothing to scroll. Like, I can't <laughs> waste time on Facebook. Yeah. Um, so it's not really a problem for me. Um, okay. There are two more. Scarcity, which I think we all know that's like, you know, announcing when a sale, like, a sale ending, impending out-of-stock announcements, um, seasonal or limited products. We've talked about all that yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, You're especially good at that, having, like, see, like collection launches and then being like, I got this, The having the Saturday sales yeah. set up so that you can kind of be like, here's your last chance for this, or, like, these things are on sale but only on this day, and then this thing's going to launch next week. Like, building people's anticipation. Yeah. And there are also, like, there are apps that I use um, to help me with that. Like, I have a countdown timer that'll be at the top of the screen that says, like, when a sale counts down to a sale starting, also counts down to it ending. Well, yeah, Um, because, I mean, again, going on with, going along with customer psychology, like, human beings really love, like surprises and anticipation and like building up to something and like oh I can't wait for this and like it's the truth of I mean we've talked a lot about um like vendors and myself have people say like oh we should have like seven show of hands a year and like all they should be all the time like no because the whole fact that it's twice a year means that there's this buildup and this anticipation and like you like don't miss it and mark your calendar and so, like, when you can do that on a smaller level and kind of have these exciting things, it makes people go, oh, there's a reason for me to pay attention to this brand. Because, like, if you're not really doing anything, there's not a reason for people to, like, add you to their list of a million things that they're paying attention yeah. to. You have to make it worth their while. All right. I'm skipping the last one on that because it just sounds like the same as a bunch of other dumb. shit. Um. And because it's all about drop shipping. <laughs> here's something that I've always seen, but never looked into what it actually is. Do you know what AB tests are? A, A, B, A slash B tests. No. What is that? Okay. So I always see that when I'm in MailChimp. Oh, like you can run an AB test email. Okay. And I think I'm always I, I like, I, I don't seen, know what that yeah, is. I Whatever. guess I've seen that in MailChimp. Skip that. Don't know what it is. Ignore. And I'm. Um, the end of this drop shippy one says by running one to two AB tests per week in just a few months, you should be able to improve your conversion rate by 20 <laughs> to 200%. I think the title of this episode is improve your conversion rate. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Done. Yeah. We hadn't found one yet. Okay. I'm, we're, um, curated conversion, curate and convert. Except this episode's not supposed to be about drop shipping. It's no. supposed to be about customer psychology we're just mad <laughs> um so i i looked it up i'm like all right what is this shit um all it is is um doing something with two different versions an a version and a b version oh right so okay. if it is an email campaign you make two um almost identical emails and they suggest making the variations be the call to action so um something as simple as um, making the call to action be offer ends this Saturday, use code A1, um, and the other one being offer ends soon, use code B1. Okay. Like, 
um, and sending the first one to the first half of your mailing list and the other one to the second half of your mailing list and then seeing which results. wording. So like, say you want to test whether or not, uh, personally, I think I would, uh, I, now I'm thinking um, on the podcast, which never goes well. I don't, <laughs> thinking out loud on the podcast. Don't do that. Always gets me into trouble somehow. Um, like, I would, yeah, I'd want to test um, subjects probably. Or um, also, like, like, I think for you it could be interesting to test, like, what if it's exactly the same email and one of them, the lead-in picture, is of just jewelry sure. and the other one is of a model, model wearing yeah. jewelry. So that would be, I think you could do that. Um, I don't know if this counts. I feel like I'm going to listen to this and be like, Michelle, that's not what A-B <laughs> tests are. You're an idiot. But recently we spent a lot of time um, thinking about what day to end a sale on. Yeah. Whether it's better to end it on a Sunday or a Monday. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if you could do a test like that. <laughs> we're, we're in the way. Yeah, we're <laughs> making things difficult for everyone. So um, I think I'm going to try that, at least for my next MailChimp email. Like, yeah. try two different things. They suggest doing it for, like, all kinds of shit. And I think you need, like... Um, apps to help you with that yeah um like i think you that could probably get an app where um some people are shown these colors of your website and some people are shown those yeah. colors and then see what things what kind people of, respond to yeah. i mean um, that's an interesting thing to talk about because like i think that could be applied to so many things i think my first thought as you were talking about that was when i see um, vendors at show of hands like trying different booth displays mm -hmm. like basically being like okay for this show I'm going to do this and then they do it and they're like okay that was fine like I made X amount of money okay what if I like change it up and like instead of having a table I have a freestanding thing or instead of it being towards the front of the booth I have a walk-in booth mm -hmm. like and then but I think the key to those kind of tests is making sure that you're very that you're that you're actually documenting and being thoughtful about like what ha what happened the first time how did you feel what were customers responses how much money did you make and then actually c compare because i think a lot of people just kind of casually are like that show seemed better i don't know because this time you know like you do kind of just lackadaisically be like because i do that where i'm yeah. just like i don't know that seemed fine is that easier for me to put in my car is that blah blah blah, blah right well and yeah. so like you have to think of all these factors and ultimately a lot of us like the marketing or setting up your booth display or editing stuff on your website or sending out mailing lists all of that is like extra shit that you're doing outside of like making the yeah, thing you're making make the actual thing and so i think a lot of us don't have a good like ratio of like how how much we're doing those things like i think there are a lot of people who suffer from they're really good at committing a like shit ton of their time to making their stuff and then they totally neglect yeah. marketing and booth display and like I I mean there's there have been a few vendors at show of hands where like their stuff is so fucking amazing and then I'm like you just showed up here with a tablecloth 
Like you, you, this could come to a whole nother level. Like yeah. you will sell a ton of shit cause your stuff's amazing. But like, if you just went one more step and like had a sign made and like got a cool shelf that brought your product up to eye level, like all, you know, there's little tiny things, but then there's the opposite people. There are some people, I think I'm the opposite where like, I'm not spending nearly as much time making new shit as I should be. And I'm all consumed in the dumb bullshit of like business business updating website figuring out social media crap like i i should be i should be doing if i'm doing 50 percent making and 50 percent admin nonsense i should be doing like 80 percent making yeah i feel guilty about the time i spend on redoing displays yes like i try not to let myself redo them too many times a yeah. year yeah but I think the reality is like, and the whole point of talking about like how customers think and how you can use that to your advantage and how, like the whole point is the people who are listening to this that are makers, like none of us are just sitting around like for the love of the art. Like the, you're probably listening to this podcast because you want to run a business. You are running a business that where you're trying to get people to pay you yeah. for your stuff that you're making. And, like, it's all fine and good to be real precious about it and be like, I'm an artist, but you, ha there's, you have to fix your display. And, you ha and like, if you, if you invest the money to do a craft show, even if it's $100, like, you, st you need, there's still things beyond that that require investment. Like, using a trade show like the fucking gift show in New York that's at the Javits Center the booth fee is like the smallest part of your expenses. The booth fee at the Javits Center for that show might be $3,000. But guess what? You're going to spend $15,000 traveling there, staying there, eating food, building a booth display, having a union worker put up a shelf for you, making signage, making new product, making a catalog, making postcards. Like any person that's ever done a trade show like that will tell you like the booth fee is should be the smallest amount of money you put into that event like that mm. should be the tiniest part of your budget but most people especially smaller craft company uh, maker businesses they go oh i'm spending four hundred dollars to do that craft show and that's it and like they either don't spend any more money to make themselves have mm. a good presence and like market themselves in the best way possible or they do spend that money and then don't factor that into their profits like they don't they're not businessy enough about it to be like i actually spent a thousand dollars doing that crap show so if i made six hundred dollars that's not a profit even though right. you are going oh but i only spent four hundred dollars on the booth fee well no you didn't you spent four hundred dollars on the booth fee and then you bought a new table and a shelving thing from Ikea and paid for a new sign and bought new business cards and set, stood there for three days. Right. Well, Those are all your expenses. I try not to think about the time actually spent but doing But the fact anything. is, is like, if you just roll in, yeah. you're not going to get your money. You're not going to get as good of a return on your investment if you don't put in a little bit more effort to, like, make yourself stand out and make yourself appealing to other, you know. And so I think that gets people into a lot of trouble because then they kind of come away and are like, oh, I didn't really have a good show. And it's like, well, you didn't have a sign with your fucking company name on it. Of course you didn't have a good show. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, to me, it's like, well, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. Get a sign. Um, and then that's why we kind of 
when I open up applications, I'm just like, be re be ready for this. Like, be we expect, you should expect this from us, and we expect this from you. And like, come to the show, see what everybody else looks like, see what everybody else has been doing, check out their websites, and then kind of have the thought that like, maybe I'm not ready for this. Yeah, and every show is um, different. Or maybe I'm totally ready for this. Every city is different. Absolutely. Um, like. I feel like certain shows have a certain look and yeah. you, you need to fall in line with what that look is. Yeah, I think it's the same as with like, if you were submitting your work, if you were trying to send product samples to a store you wanted to be in, you wouldn't just send it to them being like, oh, well, it's a, it's a store, so I'm gonna send them my line sheet. Like, no, you don't, don't you wanna know what that store's all about and who, what other people they've sold? and what their store looks like and who the owner is and what their what their MO is like you do a little research to mm -hmm. kind of see like oh do i make sense here like you wouldn't send a bunch of jewelry to a store that doesn't sell any jewelry yeah like um, the shows that i've done out of town for the first time i like went and looked up their hashtag to try and find what other people's booths look like yeah um, yeah, poke around a little bit, or yeah. if you can, and it's in a city that you live in, go to go to sure. the show. Yeah, so that you can be like, oh yeah, this is cool, or like this makes sense, or I'm I could totally see myself here, or oh I would, yeah, you know what, I would need to get a sign made, or oh I would need to. It seems like everybody has a pile of business cards. I should make sure I do that. <laughs> right? <laughs> you, you say it like people if don't bring business cards. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. It's number one. I mean, it's I've like, always had business cards. It's literally like bring your product and then have a stack of business cards. Like if you have nothing else, if you don't even have a sure. tablecloth, you have business yeah. cards. Yeah. Yeah. I've, Some people don't. I used think to that have way. my business cards printed at uh, Kinko's back in the day. Like I made yeah. them. Well, I think Monica helped also, me make them. Also, if anybody is like, oh, well, I can't like spend the money to make some business cards, that's a pile of shit because you can literally there buy are all like, kinds of ki oh things God. you can do you can buy a they don't have you to can be buy fancy. like a thousand business cards just make a business for like a hundred dollars it's not it's not, like 10 but even like less than that like you oh yeah i've I seen mean, people who like um have a stamp made and stamp oh, their business yeah, cards for sure. do that do something. do something do something um so we probably have to wrap up i'm gonna save this rant <laughs> um, what's that rant uh Dropship? <laughs> yeah um i've pretty dropshippy <laughs> it is um it was um uh i decided to look for um like think like apps that they're recommending for dropshippers and see <laughs> what they're what these apps do and if there are any crossover yeah so that was interesting because there are a few of them that i use um and it came up because they mentioned this app called fomo which i thought sounded drop shipping does it mean sure something it other than fear of missing out does it know that's, else? that's oh, what okay. it means okay um it it's it's that app that um pop has the little pop-up that says this customer from this city <gasps> just bought this oh no and um that's when i realized that that article was meant for drop shippers because if you're on a website and they have that little this so-and-so from such and such city just bought this and it's popping up every five minutes. Yeah. That is a dropship app. Yep. Or dropship store yep. using dropship apps. Yeah. 
maybe don't buy from them. And if I'm wrong about that, let me know. Because I do want to know, are there legit companies using this app? I sure hope not. It's real skeevy. It, it looks scammy. It looks very to cheap. Me. And my first thought, when I first saw that, I thought, this has to be faked. There's no way that this dumb company right, is, is having making constant a sale sales every yeah. 30 seconds. Nope. Absolutely not true. And if they are, why am I doing this? Yeah, what is the point of life? Yeah, I think, I mean, the someone who does this, who does dropshipping, could listen to our episode and be like, losers. Which is fine. Why are they wasting their time? Poor loser. And that's totally fine. <laughs> but like that person to me is no better than literally like a door to door vacuum salesperson. Yeah. Like sure. you, you have no talent. You have no skill. You have no, like, like that's why they literally say that thing about like those who can't do or those mm. who can't teach, yeah. those who can do and those who can't teach or I don't whatever. Like that phrase. Well, yeah, it's terrible. But like um, there's something to be said for like, if you if you think that like literally their industry is dependent upon our industry our industry is not dependent upon their industry but except we've kind like of if we go away if we go away they have no trends to latch on to they have no oh that's true there's not like they have no creativity to to have copies of shit made in another country that can then be curated yeah. by them yeah they don't there it doesn't exist with all the people that like i believe truly that the people who are creating new products and are at show of hands or renegade or one of a kind, those people are literally why shit products exist. Yeah. Because yeah. giant companies are like, well, what do people like? What are people mm -hmm. posting about? What are people? And like fucking fashion houses and like giant brands are looking to our industry to but, find out what's cool and what's uh, trendy. But they're and what's getting in. ripped off by these companies and too. Absolutely. And then that's, I mean, it, it, I, I still believe though that like, yes, there's something to be, there's something depressing about the fact that like, why aren't we like flush with cash mm -hmm. the way that we perceive these other companies to be? Yeah, I, I don't know how much of it's true. But the at the same time, that say, like, that's kind yeah. of the whole point is like, we all are people. It's, yeah. it's the nature of the beast. Like, we are people who just give a shit about what we're doing. And there are a lot of people who don't give a shit about what they're doing. And, like, I can say to myself, like, I'm okay with that. Like, mm -hmm. it sucks and I hate it. And I hate when people are taken advantage of. I hate that people are manipulated into thinking that something is genuine or thought out or curated or whatever. And the fact that people who don't really look into things further will look at one of our websites and then look at one of these drop shipping websites and think that they're even remotely the same and that makes me really depressed but at the same time I'm like yeah but I can sleep at night like I can sleep at night being really proud of myself that I'm a good designer yeah. and that I have talent and that all the people that I surround myself with are good designers that have talent and that like you know when the apocalypse comes I can still fucking design a greeting card. Is there apocalypse <laughs> coming? Oh, for sure. If the apocalypse isn't coming, <laughs> then like if it's not coming now, then it's not coming, right? Because like this is, this is like in the sci-fi book of the 1950s. This is the beginning of the end. Like the, <laughs> what's happening right now is the you know. I don't know. I feel like um, if 
from watching. Um, I'm gonna go Hand back Tale? to Mad. No, oh, Mad Men. Mad Men, which is funny. You should say that because same actress. Yes. Um, no, I'm saving Handmaid's Tale to binge all at once. Um, is it over yet? Um, no. Okay. Uh, no, I, I want to watch it so. all together. I oh. want one big depressing day. Oh God. Um, Good no, Lord. Um, <laughs> or anytime I watch anything that is um, like a period type thing. Um, so Mad Men was set in the 60s. Like I'm hearing them talk about their c- current political situation. Yeah, exactly. Like we're yeah. talking no, and yeah. they're saying like things aren't good right now. We're saying the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Um, eight years ago, other people were saying that. Yes. And we weren't. And yeah, but it's those just, people were racists. Right. We're <laughs> so right. They're wrong. That's why it feels terrible. <laughs> that's why it feels worse now. Is like I know it's never fun when it's your side. They were that's like, they were like, boo hoo, uh, trade embargo, guns, violence, shit, shit, and we're like, hi, please don't touch my uterus. Like those are different things. <laughs> yeah. Like those are very different states of the world I but know. i know what you're saying it's yeah. like it is it's the pendulum swing and we said we weren't going to talk about politics nope um so uh so so here we are yep uh let's but yeah we should wrap it up for um sure. wrap it up talk about the meetup there is a facebook event for it and it would be awesome if you actually uh, say you're coming yeah if you're coming. say you're coming um i'm baking a cake I'm baking a gluten-free carrot cake I with have several a vegan ideas for frosting. What I, I have several ideas for what I'm going to write on the cake. Okay. Have you written with frosting before? Because yes. it is hard. Okay. It's not, it's not hard for me. Okay. It is very hard. Like in a pastry bag. Is that okay if I bring it in a pastry uh, bag? Yeah. Do you want it to be icing or chocolate? Doesn't matter. I can't decide what will be easier. I don't know if I can bring chocolate. It might harden before I get then it do I to think. you. Okay. I'll make it work. Right. I'll do a little practice. I'll do a little test run and then we'll, and then okay. I'll do it. I got um, a couple ideas. So yeah, we're, I'm baking ourselves a birthday cake because I looked into buying a gluten-free cake. And it was $800. It was $65. And and we don't make any money doing make this. We zero money on this podcast. We're actually we've currently... We've been doing it for a year. We're currently losing money because yes, we're not we've working. we've definitely... Yeah. <laughs> um, we've, we've had to pay... This podcast cost us money to do. You're welcome. <laughs> Everybody, you're welcome. Every episode that's from now on is going to just be like... Welcome. Maybe that's the new podcast that's name. That's the sign off. We finally... So it's a year in. We found uh, our thing, which is like doing some work. Do a little right? bit of work. We're going to do some investigation. Before we're doing pre work instead of post work. Pre work. Um, and we've got someone emailed us a great topic that I'm really excited to yes. do some work on. Um, and we're coming up with new ideas, which is awesome. But we want to um, meet all of you. Yes. If you came to the last meetup, definitely come again. Right. We have a third mic situation so we'll want we want audience participation but you don't have to participate you can sit in the background and not speak any words or you can get all up in the mic and have a conversation with us we are fine um i currently thinking the theme might have something to do with like how to get ready for the holidays right now because it seems to be on everyone's brains but if you've listened to episodes you know that like we don't you know, we, we go off on tangents yeah. and we'll probably do a little bit of a, like a Q and a thing. If people want to ask, like maybe once we've done our, the episode in full, yeah, we can then be like, 
anybody has anything you want us to talk about. Yeah, I mean, it can be or like... if you want to ask a question. Like the Facebook group live, basically. Yeah. Like when you guys throw a question yes. into the group. Yes. Because um, it'll be a group of other, you know, there'll be a lot of levels of, you know, people who own their own business, people who want to own their own business, people who are just like into makers. Yes, we want a like, range of you people. Don't, don't feel like if you're not, you know, a craft show person or if you're not a business owner that you can't come to this. We want, yeah. we want everybody. Yes. We want people who have information to share and people who have questions to ask. Yep. Both. Let's all share our knowledge with each other. It's cool. And so we're at, it's in um, Lil Street Art Center um, that is on sort of. Ravenswood and Montrose. They have a drawing studio that is actually, if you're familiar with where Lil Street is located, it's actually on the other side of the train tracks. Yeah, so don't, from the main don't building. walk into Lil Street and ask where it is, like the main they building. Won't they won't know what <laughs> They won't know what on. you're talking about. Um, but where you're going to go is just across the street, um, 4410 10. North Ravenswood. Yeah. And basically, it's like there's that little parking lot there. Mm -hmm. On the and corner. And then there's yeah. a building like just behind that. So that's right. in, in that building. We'll there be sure is a to sign have, that says Lil Street yep. Drawing and Painting on the side of the building. And we'll have lots of paint. Look we'll for have the Pancake Town name um, and logo and we'll make um, sure we direct you there clearly. I'm, I'll be posting. There's a code to get into the building. So I'm thinking I'm going to post the code in the group. But if you or in the um, event thing. Yeah. Um, if you don't have a Facebook account, because you're awesome. Because you have a better life than the rest of us. Uh, and you want to come uh, DM us or email us. Yeah, let us we'll know make, you're coming and we'll give you the code. We'll make mention of that in don't the Don't open the a fucking Facebook account. No, please. Just for these purposes. Yeah, we're all actively trying to get off there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean. We admire you. <laughs> if someone invents something else to organize these groups. Yep. And events, yeah, we so will we all jump set. ship. Yeah. Well, so, um, so the party is next Thursday or this coming the, Thursday because yeah, this 19th. will air on Tuesday. Oh, so yeah, so this is Tuesday. It's in two days. So it's in the two days. In two days. So it's Thursday, July nineteenth. Nineteenth. Um, we'll start. The party will start at six six o'clock to yep. nine o'clock. Yep. We'll probably start recording at like six thirty. Yeah. Um, but if you can come any time during then, don't feel like you're going to interrupt right. recording. Right, right, right. You can come in at 830 if you yeah. want. Totally fine. Um, and then who knows if it's if it's a fun crowd and we're having a good time, like mm -hmm. maybe we'll stick around till 930. I, don't I know. mean, we can do whatever we want. Yeah, <laughs> we can Steve's have a slumber the manager party. of the space. We're going to sleep there. Bring your pajamas <laughs> and a, a sleeping bag and we'll get up in the morning and go it's to breakfast at Spoken. It'd be great. <laughs> it's definitely not haunted. Um. Yeah, and uh, BYOB. Yeah, bring snacks if you want to share. Bring drinks if you want. For sure. Yes, we'll bring some sort of something. Um, but yeah, and also yeah. if you're coming and you're a business owner and you're, you know, you make cool shit, like bring some business cards. Bring, yeah. like, pimp yourself out. Like, we're all about that. We'll, you know, we want to shout everybody out and, like, give you your props because that's what people do. That's what good people do. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we'll probably, I think that episode that we record at the party will be our season finale. Yeah, sure. And then we'll start up again. We might take a little break and just then to do some research just to like <laughs> chill out. Um, we but, seem to benefit from yes. that. 
Yeah. And then I think we can probably we'll probably get some good topic ideas from people at the party for new episodes. Yeah. And then it'll be season two, three, three. Oh shit. No, we're, no, we're, we're, we're ending. We're getting we're ousted ending. for yep. sure now. Yep. Okay. Um. All right. Um. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll all come to the event yes. in a couple days. And um, I guess that's it. We'll probably everybody go have bad dreams about drop shipping like Michelle has been. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome.